Section 24 of The Wit and Humor of America, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Christopher Most. The Book Canvasser by Anonymous. He came into my office with a portfolio under his arm. Placing it upon the table, removing a ruined hat, and wiping his nose upon a ragged handkerchief that had been so long out of the wash that it was positively gloomy, he said, Mr. Redacted, I'm canvassing for the National Portrait Gallery. Very valuable work. Comes in numbers. Fifty cents apiece. Contains pictures of all the great American heroes from the earliest times down to the present day. Everybody's subscribing for it, and I want to see if I can't take your name. Now just cast your eyes over that, he said opening his book and pointing to an engraving. That's, let me see, yes, that's Columbus. Perhaps you've heard something about him. The publisher was telling me today before I started out that he discovered, no, was it Columbus that dis, yes, Columbus, he discovered America, was the first man here. He came over in a ship, the publisher said, and it took fire, and he stayed on deck because his father told him to. If I remember right, and when the old thing busted to pieces, he was killed. Handsome picture, ain't it? taken from a photograph. All of them are, done especially for this work. His clothes are kinder odd, but they say that's the way they dressed in them days. Look at this one. Now isn't that splendid? That's William Penn, one of the early settlers. I was reading the other day about him. When he first arrived, he got a lot of Indians up a tree, and when they shook some apples down, he set one on top of his son's head and shot an arrow plump through it and never faced him. They say it struck them Indians cold. He was such a terrific shooter. Fine countenance, hasn't he? Face shaved clean. He didn't wear a mustache, I believe, but he seems to have loved himself out on hair. Now, my view is that every man ought to have a picture of that patriarch, so as to see how first settlers looked and what kind of waistcoats they used to wear. See his legs, too. Trousers a little short, maybe, as if he was going to wade in a creek. But he's all there. Got some kind of paper in his hand, I see. Subscription list, I reckon. Now, how does that strike you? There's something nice. That, I think, is... is that... Uh, yes, uh, to be sure, Washington. You recollect him, of course. Some people call him the father of his country, George Washington. Had no middle name, I believe. He lived about two hundred years ago, but he was a fighter. I heard a publisher telling a man about him crossing the Delaware River up here at Trenton, and he seems to me, if I recollect right, I've read about it myself. He was courting some girl on the Jersey side, and he used to swim over at nights to see her when the old man was asleep. The girl's family were down on him, I reckon. He looks like a man to do that, don't he? He's got it in his eye. If it'd been me, I'd gone over a bridge, but he probably wanted to show off afore her. Some men are so reckless, you know. Now, if you conclude to take this, I'll get the publisher to write out some more stories and bring them round to you, so as you can study up on him. I know he did ever so many other things, but I've forgot him. My memory's so awful poor. Let's see. Who would he have next? Ah, Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. He was one of the old original pioneers, I think. I disremember exactly what he's celebrated for, but I think it was a flying, uh... Oh, yes, flying a kite. That's it. The publisher mentioned it. He was out one day flying a kite, you know, like boys do nowadays, and while she was a flickerin' up there in the sky, and he was giving her more string, an apple fell off a tree and hit him on the head. Then he discovered the attraction of gravitation, I think they call it. Smart, wasn't it? 
Now, if you or me'd have been hit, it just made us mad, like as not, and sent us a raven. But men are so different. One man's meat, another man's pison. See what a double chin he's got. No beard on him either, though a goatee would have been becoming to such a round face. He hasn't got on a sword, and I reckoned he was no soldier. Fit some when he was a boy, maybe, or went out with the home guard, but not a regular warrior. I ain't one myself, and I think all the better of him for it. Oh, here we are. Look at that. Smith and Pocahontas. John Smith. Isn't that gorgeous? See how she kneels over him and sticks out her hands while he lays on the ground and that big fellow with a club tries to hammer him up? Talk about a woman's love. There it is for you. Modocs, I believe. Anyway, some Indians out west there, somewheres, and the publisher tells me that Captain Shackanasty, or whatever his name was there, was gonna bang old Smith over the head with the log of wood, and this here girl was sweet on Smith, it appears, and she broke loose and jumped forward, and says to the man with the stick, Why don't you let John alone? Me and him are gonna marry, and if you kill him, I'll never speak to you as long as I live, or words like them. And so the man, he give it up. And both of them hunted up a preacher and were married and lived happily ever after. Beautiful story, isn't it? A good wife she made him too, I'll bet, if she was a little copper-colored. And don't she look just lovely in that picture? But Smith appears kind of sick. Evidently thinks his goose is cooked, and I don't wonder with that Modoc swooping down on him with such a discouraging club. And now we come to, to um, uh, to Putnam. General Putnam. He fought in the war, too, and one day a lot of them caught him when he was off his guard, and they tied him flat on his back to a horse, and then licked the horse like the very mischief. And what does that horse do but go pitching down about four hundred stone steps in front of the house, with General Putnam lying there nearly scared to death? Leastways, the publisher said somehow that way, and I once read about it myself. But he came out safe, and I reckon sold the horse and made a pretty good thing of it. What surprises me is he didn't break his neck. But maybe it was a mule, for they're pretty sure-footed, you know. Surprising what some of these men have gone through, ain't it? Turn over a couple of leaves. That's General Jackson. My father shook hands with him once. He was a fighter. I know. I He fit down in New Orleans, broke up the rebel legislature. And then when the Ku Kluxes got after him, he fought em behind cotton breastworks and licked em till they couldn't stand. They say he was terrific when he got real mad, hit straight from the shoulder, and fetched his man every time. Andrew his first name was, and look how his hair stands up. And then here's John Adams, and Daniel Boone, and two or three pirates, and a whole lot more pictures. So you see, it's cheap as dirt. Let me have your name, won't you? End of The Book Canvasser by Anonymous Read by Christopher Most